What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what a better way to do that than by the power of conversation. I'm Alicia Battaglia in the host seat today, and joining us is Ben Sanford on my right, our FBC's technical director. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to have you. Thanks. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're post-Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and you you traveled, correct? I did, yeah. So I actually missed the weekend. I was uh, <laughs> My wife and I were in Michigan with, with my side of the family for Thanksgiving. So had to catch up online. Thankful for that. Yeah, that's a <laughs> great tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah great yeah. tool. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to be back. Very good. And to my left, uh, we have... Scott Santmeyer, FBC's pastor of local outreach. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. And coming out of Thanksgiving, we're heading into Advent. So this is a really exciting time for all of us. And uh, your sermon this week of, um, once again, another way that we can be overflowing, pouring out God's word to our neighbors is really neat. Hmm. Um, so Ben, I'll come your way first. Tell me what your thoughts were about the message is, you listened online. Yeah, I, you know, I loved um, the practicality of it for one thing, and I loved you. You honed in on this, uh, sorry, ministry of reconciliation, right? And as I was listening, um, it kind of almost slapped me in the face when you said that. Like it's very clear in Second Corinthians, this is this is it. This is the purpose that Christ has called us to, the ministry of reconciliation, and everything falls under that. Discipleship of other believers falls under that. Evangelism falls under that. It's all for that um, eternal plan of redemption that the Lord set up before the beginning of time. And so I think it's just a good reminder as we come into the Christmas season where typically, you know, it's there. there's a danger to be consumeristic about this kind of season rather than remembering that, you know, this is, I mean, this was the culmination of God's mm. plan to bring Christ um, to the earth to, to die for us. And then now this is a fantastic season where we have the opportunity to um, uh, uh, tell people about that. And, and then the other thing um, that really stood out was uh, your story about Clark, which was that a true story? It is a true story. Wow. Okay, I, I loved that because at, at the end, um, you landed where I didn't expect you were going to land. To to end that with what he needed in that moment, the best possible way to be an ambassador for Christ was not to just spout the gospel at him, but was to consider what's his what's his need here in the moment. How can I display the love of Christ mm -hmm. best? And I think that's. Important, too, to recognize that um, we're all playing a part in this, where one of us might get to share the gospel mm -hmm. to this person, one of us might get to repeat it, one of us might get to answer a few questions that they have about that kind of thing, and yeah. we all get to play a role together in that ministry of reconciliation. Yeah, yeah so. that's so good. So Scott, is there anything that you didn't get to say during <laughs> your sermon that you would like to get out in the open now? Yeah, I mean, my, my hope was to kind of give folks a, 
a bigger picture of who they are in Christ. Because mm. so often we we either don't believe it and don't act on it, or we haven't heard it and we and we kind of are ignorant of the fact of who we are in Christ mm -hmm. and that we have been given so much and it, and because of that 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 it, it should overflow. Right. Um, so that was one of my hopes and the just to give folks a broader understanding of that. So that was, I remember as a young 20-something, uh, Mark Carey taking me to a, uh, a conference in Harrisonburg, and the speaker strung together uh, all of these identity truths in a way that I had never heard before. And it was just eye-opening at that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, I've read all those things individually about who I am in Christ, but I never put it all together mm. and just seeing the volume of all these w amazing things that, that God has done for me through Christ that I haven't done anything for was just, it was just astounding. Mm. Uh, and I don't know how many people out there, how many Christ followers out there uh, have either done a study that, that, that focused on who they were in Christ you know, their, their truest identity, who God says they are, um, and then owned it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That the visuals that you brought out with the boxes, the you box, the sin box, the Christ box, the God box, that was so uh, impactful. And I think that it just really helped give us a picture of who we are in Christ and what Christ has done for us. Um, and you, in regards to uh, verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And you ask the question, do you believe it? Do you really believe it? And I was thinking of the question, and I'd like to get your feedback on this, is how, how does really believing this affect how we interact with others? And, hmm. and how does that, um, how can we communicate our, who we are in Christ to others? Yeah. Uh, like anything, what, what we believe about ourselves uh, is going to be true. Uh, we're going to fulfill what we believe about ourselves. Mm. And if we believe that uh, we are saints saved by God's grace, and we thoroughly dig down in that, then eventually we're going to start to be a little more saint-like. Yeah. But if we continually think, well, I'm just a sinner— you know, they're just continually going through that over and over and over again. Well, you're going to live it out. You're going to live it out. Um, and if you're somewhere in between, you know, then who knows where you are that day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so consistency in our, our, you know, our concrete foundation of who we are in Christ uh, will lead to, you know, long-term change. Uh, it's not going to be overnight, obviously, but... You know, over time, we'll get to be a little bit more like Christ. It's that natural overflow mm -hmm. of recognizing who we are and um, being in communion with the Lord. And that just overflows naturally mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah, that's neat. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that brought was brought about was you, you said that if your goal changes from bringing the gospel to changing the culture, then your mission field becomes the enemy. Mm. So it's not our job to change the culture. It's our job to be the minister of reconciliation. 
So um, in thinking about this in light of our culture, um, how, how might we get caught up in changing the culture and, and getting off track, I guess, because some, sometimes our intentions, they might come out right uh, and we might be gospel focused at first, go into mm-hmm. it being gospel fo- focused, but then we might get off track and have a misplaced focus. So how does that, how does that flesh out, do you think? How, how do you think that we can get caught up in wanting to change the mm-hmm. culture? And a lot of times we're trying to change people's lives um, individually, uh, and they're not prepared for it. They're not ready for it. They're not able to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just make something up here. Let's say your next door neighbor, uh, you you have a couple that lives next door. They're not married, haven't been married, have no desire to get married. They're not believers, but your whole goal is to get them married because that's the right thing to mm-hmm. do. Is that what they need most? <laughs> you know, what they need most is that they become reconciled to God through right. Christ. That's what yeah. they need most. Right. And hopefully, you know, if they if they trust Christ, accept the gospel, and hopefully then they'll start to think, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe we should get married. You know, so a lot of times we put the cart before the horse, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's uh, I mean it's a simple example, and uh, but in broad culture, uh, we as Christians we spend an awful lot of effort in trying to change the culture, yeah. trying to to somehow move it in a direction that we think is more godly, and our intentions I think are good, but unfortunately that's not what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. God has given us a a message, uh, and it's not a message of well let's change the culture. Uh, in a way that just looks more God-friendly. Uh, the the message is, let's look at these people's lives and and how would Christ love them toward Himself. Mm. Yeah, I, I love I love what you're saying about identity being the starting point of all this, because I think uh, I was just talking to my uh, my wife and I were talking to my in-laws last night about that very concept. Uh, in Second Corinthians 3, you know, where he says, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, mm-hmm. we're being transformed then from glory mm-hmm. to glory. Mm-hmm. And that, that as our call, right, to just behold the Lord and allow Him to do that transformative mm-hmm. work in our lives takes away a lot of the fear, I think, that comes yeah. with uh, being part of that ministry of reconciliation. Because mm-hmm. as we begin to understand our identity, that and it's it's who we are to be ambassadors of Christ, not just something that we do, but it's it's a direct result of mm-hmm. the new identity that He's created. Yeah. It gives us that confidence then to say, "Man, this is just this is just part of my identity mm-hmm. to be Christ, to yeah. love these people like Christ would." Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes it um, then something that we can do from a position of rest, of trusting mm-hmm. the Lord to do what He's going to do in their lives, and to just be a tool that He can use then to to mm-hmm. minister to them. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Yeah. yeah, that brings to mind uh, Ephesians three, starting in verse fourteen. Uh, 
For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So for those of us who are timid or not sure how to step out, this is God is our strength, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations for never and never. Amen. So it's, it's this, you know, God working through us and then just trusting him and knowing that he is the one working. And then he not only works, but he does abundantly more than we could ask or think. And, oh man, what a great hmm. way that takes the pressure off of us of like, oh, what if I say the wrong thing? Right. No, we're, we're yeah. rooted and grounded in love. And it's, it's, this is God's work and he's the one that, um, will do the work. So yeah, that was a really good point. Yeah. Um, so I have, um, I, I thought that this was really good as far as coming off of the heels of Mark's sermon a couple of weeks ago um, and listening to the, to their story. Mm -hmm. And you brought that out example, that example so well with Clark, <laughs> you know, how we just need to listen and also put on those Jesus, those Jesus classes, Jesus glasses, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, yeah. And just are uh, relying on the Holy spirit. And then, um, and then sharing your story. And so last night, our small group, um, we, we didn't meet the week before. We took that week off for Thanksgiving. But um, we did the exercise of sharing our story in three minutes. Mm. And it was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be. It, it took a lot uh, longer than three minutes. I think a couple people were able to get pretty close to three minutes. But it just brought out the fact um, that our lives are complicated and there's, there's, they're complex and there's so mm. many different journeys, um, and ups and downs and complexities to people's lives. And mm -hmm. there is, it's important for us to, to stop and to listen, um, to be able to hear where people are coming from. And, um, but then remembering that the message is not complicated. It's mm -hmm. the good news. Um, so Philippians 1, 6, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. And that's no, I mean, man, that's good news for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, it is. So there's, there's no, another thing that we talked about is there's no cookie cutter way to mm. share the gospel. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it, it just, um, but one thing, uh, there, there's a sermon by Lou Giglio, um, that I was listening to and he was talking about staying close to the flame and that when it's cold around a campfire, um, we scoot closer toward <laughs> the flame, flame to stay warm. And so, um, that, that's kind of what we need to be doing, mm -hmm. uh, is staying close to the Lord. So our hearts mm -hmm. don't go, go, go cold. So I, I think too, like 
you're saying there's no cookie cutter way. I uh, we have a neighbor uh, in our little row of uh, townhouse apartments that speaks. I mean, barely any English. You mm. know what I mean. So there's a linguistic barrier between us and yeah. us and him mm. in terms of what we can share and um, what he will understand us yeah. as saying. You know what I mean. But that doesn't mean that we can't uh, love him like Christ would. Sure. So even though we have no, you know, or, or limited at least linguistic capability of showing the gospel, we can show it through interactions with him, mm-hmm. through um, baking cookies and bringing them over. Or some yeah. of these things that you've listed, the, the 111 cards, right? Mm-hmm. We have opportunities to be involved in his life, and I think that that goes for the larger body as a whole, that we have opportunities to be involved in our community, where maybe if we don't uh, have the um, ability to share the gospel, you know, at, with this, you mm-hmm. know, as a, this is uh, laid out, this is what the gospel is, we can still display the love of Christ mm-hmm. through our interactions with them. Yeah. And then hopefully somebody along along the line is doing the same job and just kind of watering that seed mm-hmm. and and the lord is doing his work yeah. with the church yeah so how are uh, what are some ways that uh we can get involved in local outreach um how can we find ways to serve in our communities yeah so i mean all outreach is local Yes. <laughs> you know, we, we think about global outreach, but really we're coming alongside church partners on the other side of the globe and they're doing local outreach. That's really, there's, all outreach is local. Uh, so whether that is, like you mentioned, you know, your neighbors, you know, your neighbors are, you're, are right there. They're right there. So it gives you vast opportunity to pray for them and looking for opportunities to serve them and care for them. And and if God opens the door to be able to share the gospel with them, they're right there. They're right there. So that's that's that is as local as it gets. And then family members. I mean, how many of us have family members who have never trusted Christ? Um, again, they're right there. Uh, you, you're going to see them either at holidays or birthday parties or picnics or whatever. And there's opportunity to, again, pray for them and to look for opportunities to be Christ in their lives. Mm-hmm. So those are the localists of, of outreaches. Now we have ministry partners that, that FBC partners with, you know, like the Salvation Army or the Rescue Mission. And they always need individuals to, to be parts of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, a number of folks here from FBC I know are, you know, ringing, uh, you know, a, a kettlebell for the Salvation, Salvation Army, Army. Yeah. Yeah, throughout this yeah. this season of the year. And that's that's a low threshold thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 easy to do. Uh, it's a way you can step in and be a part. Um, so those those are types of things. Um, you know, we have this mentoring partnership that we have with Quarles Elementary School. Mm-hmm. And our hope is that in January, we're going to try to start that back up again. We've had COVID issues and keeping that from from getting going. But our hope is January is going to happen. So if anybody would like to be a part of something like that, this would be a time to get trained through our mentoring program training and all the background checks and everything. And it's a way that you are literally impacting one kid. Mm. You know, it's a one-on-one thing. 
Um, and some of those relationships that we've had with these kids have lasted for four or five years they, that these kids have been in the program. So yeah. it can be a long-term impact uh, on, on a child's life, even as they progress to, to be you know, middle school, and some of them are even approaching high, high school, school yeah. which is really amazing. So those are some of the ways. Those are, those are quick and easy ways yeah. uh, to be a part. That's great. That's great. Um, so you introduced us to this tool of this little booklet. This is good news, mm -hmm. which is incredible. It's outstanding. Um, they're sprinkled all over the church building. <laughs> so you can pick up a few to take to work or school or to hand to your neighbors, uh, keep with, just keep one with you. So if the opportunity arises, you can give one to somebody. Yeah, and you can thumb through it online as well. Uh, oh, so yes, if you online. if you go to the resources page of uh, of the local outreach section of our website, uh, that is on there and you can it literally you thumb through it like a booklet. Mm -hmm. um, it even makes a little page sound <laughs> as you turn it. So um, so yeah, so you can use it, you know, on your phone, you can uh, you know, send people to it if they're, you know, maybe they live halfway across the country. Oh, that's great. Uh, but it's an opportunity for them to, to, to read through it. That's very good. And then another way uh, that we can jump right in is Follow the Star is coming up this weekend. It is. Uh, so invite your friends December 4th and 5th. 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. here at the church. It's free. Uh, so bring uh, us loads of people. That's right. Bring your car load. <laughs> yeah. And there was an announcement that came out today that cookies are still needed. So if you go to fbcva.org slash follow the star, uh, you can scroll down and click the sign up to serve button. And uh, I know that there's only maybe three or four different types of cookies that they're accepting this year. So yeah, we'll accept any cookies. <laughs> I, I am not opposed to any Volunteers cookie. will get, I think, what, you know, th those extra <laughs> And the ones. reason for that is because they're easily packaged. Because right. we're going to be packaging these cookies in uh, sets of half a dozen a piece so that as people are coming through, we can easily hand out cookies. Hand them so to, that's, and that's, give them to them in their cars. That. That's yeah. great. So, uh Delivery. So if you're listening today or tomorrow morning, get baking because they need to be delivered to the church uh, by tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Uh, you can bring them Thursday as well. So. Okay. Okay. Thursday yeah. as well. Very good. I will turn no cookie away. <laughs> Great. There's a, yeah, it's so many cookies. It's so good. Uh, another announcement is uh, we have this upcoming sermon series. Next week, we're going to be kicking off uh, the series called From Beginning to End. It's based on the book called the Jesus Storybook Bible. And I brought my copy, which is duct taped well and all. <laughs> Very well loved. Yes, indeed. Um, and Every Story Whispers His Name is the, the subtitle to that. It's by Sally Lloyd-Jones. Lloyd and if you don't own that book, it, it's a must-have for every family. Uh, even if you don't have kids or grandkids, get get your copy uh, so that you can have it for yourself. And also when little people come to visit you, yeah. uh, you can read it to them. So, And then Christmas Eve is coming up. Uh, we're going to have three services. Ben, can yeah. you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, there will be services at um, 11 a.m., 5 and 7, and then one of those will be streamed as well. 
um, yeah, we, we're, we're still kind of in the early stages of planning. We just finalized kind of a finalized a <laughs> tentative service. Can I say that? Sure. Is that proper grammar? <laughs> um, this morning. And it's, yeah, we're, we're really excited just to be able to explore um, more of uh, some of these. Uh, I guess the, the theme of the Advent season is more recapturing the, the wonder of the Christmas story, what, what Christ did hmm. for us, um, and how that should be uh, the, you know, the reason for our excitement in this season. So Christmas Eve will be continuing that theme, and we're, we're getting excited about it, starting to put together all the logistical details to get it. <laughs> That's great. Up. That's super exciting. There's so much happening, and it's all good. Yeah. Good, good, Rose good. is doing the hanging of the greens thing tonight where they're, oh, yes. yeah, they're having a little worship service and decorating the whole church. So Very good. by the time this comes out, it'll, it'll be it'll probably be, be yeah. all done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, be cool to see. Great. Well, Thank you, Ben, for being mm -hmm. here. Thank you, Scott, Thanks so much. I appreciate it very much. Well, the fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>